Welcome to the Made in Excellence podcast. I'm Jacoby Madewell. We believe we are made in God's image and that he has called us to do great things. We are here to share how we have and are building our personal leadership and life's legacies through wealth. We are all about having a positive mindset, an attitude of gratitude, and believe that we are the sum of the five people we surround ourselves with. Come join us and help us grow and become better together. Let's dive in. Okay. Awesome. All right, man. Let's get started. Let's dive in here. Let's do it. So uh, for those of you who don't know, this is the Made in Excellence podcast, and uh, I'm visiting with Kirk Knowles today. I'm here. Kirk, man, tell the people who you are. People that don't know. Give me your life story here. The whole thing, man. So born in 1982. Yeah. So I'm a a West Texas native, uh, Loveland, Texas, came to Lubbock. I've lived all over the world. But, um, you know, as of late, uh, last 10 years, I own EMW Digital full-service marketing agency. I opened two years ago, level 13 agency, sports marketing, uh, mostly in the NIL world. Um, and have yeah, a few we're going to talk about and, that. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's quite a bit to cover there. So yeah, yeah man, been in a, in a pretty creative space and got to do some really fun and cool things. Hey, you know, meet some really cool people and um, brought me here to you and your podcast, man. <laughs> so I don't even know how we connected years ago, just through the Lubbock world, but yeah. uh, Always somebody I've looked up to. You've got a great business. You've got great business partners that you're in business with, which I think is huge. So yeah. uh, part of my journey and doing the podcast is just, you know, I'm all about leadership. Uh, I'm all about our legacies and how we can do that through, yep. growth, through growth and through wealth and how we mm-hmm. can kind of partner that together. Um, and so we become the people we surround ourselves with. Absolutely. So I always want to spend some time with you. Um, but, you know, there's a really hot topic going on right now, but I don't want to get into that yet. I want that with the NIL. We're yeah. going to get into that here in a minute. Okay. But I want to know more about your journey of, of uh, EMW. Yeah. So Everyman Media Works. Everyman Media Works. Yeah, it's a, it was kind of a crazy one, man, and, and it didn't really happen uh, the way I planned it. But uh, so, you know, I went to school for Texas Tech. No, no, South Plains first. Okay. So went to South Plains for... Um, you're, you're definitely repping Leveland. Like, 100%, gotta, yeah. bro. Yeah, West Texas, till I die. So went for what I thought was going to be fine art. You know, I did okay. an internship at a gallery in Taos, New Mexico after my senior year in high school. And, you know, I was on this fine art just kick. Then I decided, you know what, I probably should do something that'll make me money. Yeah, were you like painting yourself? Yeah, drawing, like all kinds of stuff. And I went to art school in New York for another, you know, I went kind of, yeah, I kind of went all over chasing that uh, rabbit, which was awesome, man. And it kind of gave me a lot of the design and creative, you know, influences and stuff that I needed that helped me later on in life. But ended up going to school at South Plains for design communications. Um, Paul Davidson, he was awesome. Rest in peace, man. What What an awesome teacher he was. Taught me so much about graphics, web. This is pre-social media. Going to date myself a little bit, so so that wasn't out there yet. <laughs> what year was this? Like um, um, I graduated high school in 01, so 02, okay. 03 ish. Okay. Yeah, um, MySpace came out in like 04, yeah, 05. Yeah, right so, after. Okay. So did that for two years. Got my associates there. Then I went to Europe for three months with a train pass and two changes of clothes and traveled through there. No got, it, got some. Got some. Uh, like a month or how long were three you? Three months. Three months. Yeah, man. It was awesome. Got some education there. Um, some real wor- real world education, which is really cool. Um, then came back and my brother was playing baseball in twin uh, brother, twin brother, Tyler, Texas, UT Tyler. So moved out there, uh, hung out with him, the baseball crew didn't really go to school much. So I never, two things most people don't know about me. I never went to Texas Tech and then I also never graduated college. So <laughs> Um, but while I was out there, I did get a job at a graphic design firm. So we did all the graphic design for the Republican and Democrat national campaigns. So all their interesting, yeah, t-shirts, swag, signage, everything. So really dove deep into the graphic world doing that. Um, did that for a few years and then made my way back to Lubbock. Yeah, nowhere here to work in that space really at the time that you know I really enjoyed. So started bartending. Yeah, uh, worked at Stella's. Uh, with Nick, and then I went over. Nick opened Nick's bar, bartended there, and made a ton of connections. Um, but through that, you know, I think that was really the foundation of what my business is now. Just meeting the people in that world. Yeah. Um, started working for a company in Florida remotely. Did all their national digital marketing for a year or two. I can't even remember. But that company, so it was a health and wellness type company. When Obamacare kicked in, it kind of messed up how they were operating. So they laid off everybody. Mm. So <laughs> during that time, so I was 
just married, just bought a house. Michaela was, I think, eight months pregnant. Um, and my, oh my job gosh. just went away. So yeah. had all these new expenses and really, you know, it's either go find a job, figure something out. Cause I got a kid coming in six weeks. Right. And that's when I started EMW. So wow. really just kind of had my back up against the wall and, and really didn't have a, you know, a, a backup plan or a fail safe and, and either succeed or all these people depending on you, you know, it's, it's going to kind of just fall apart. Yeah. So uh, it was kind of a, a crazy, you know, time period that, you know, but at the same time, I, I really attribute that pressure to the success because, yeah. you know, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. So that's kind of how EMW got started. What year was that? Man, that would have been in. So unofficially, I started so taking on clients in about 2013, 14. Yeah. But I think EMW was officially formed in 14. Is that when your daughter was born or right uh, before? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. That's an easy way to remember. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was November 23rd, 112314, 2014. So I bought the, or I rented my first office downtown and it was just me and Hamza at the time, two of us rented an office I couldn't afford. I was like, well, we got to look the part. Yeah. You know, previously <laughs> yeah. we've been working in a warehouse, no yeah. AC, no, I mean, no heater. Yeah. Awful. But, you know, it's kind of like our origin story. You know, we had this two folding desks in a warehouse corner, That's you right. know, so. Um, yeah, man, just really jumped out on a limb. And I didn't realize he was with you at the very beginning. Yeah. That's cool. So uh, he's with you. So mm-hmm. t- might tell people who who Hamza is. And- Hamza is so he was going to tech, but he was also working. Not a lot of people know they had a Apple, kind of like a little, I don't know what you even call it at this point, like a, a satellite work place here in Lubbock, four or five people work. So he helped develop one of the iOS systems way back in the day. <laughs> what? Brilliant wow. kid, you know. Wow. And when I met him, he was probably early 20s. I mean, he was still in school. But, you know, everything we've done since me and Hamza met has kind of just been the foundation of EMW. You know, yeah. he was really that integral part to, you know, when I first started taking on clients, if you can call them that, I was doing everything, mm-hmm. you know, and not super well, just, you know, just yeah. hustling. Um, and then he came on and really added a, another layer of just professionalism and, um, brains and just technical resources. I mean, dude was just an absolute wizard. Um, so that's really when EMW I consider started when both of us kind of got together and made that happen. Yeah. And then adding Kelly Kingston after that, um, I mean, literally tra- like she's been the most phenomenal employee you could ever have. So yeah. transform the business. And then really those, us three are the foundation of what we have today. Yeah. So if I am going to hire EMW, what am I going to be hiring you to do? So, you know, we are a full service ad agency. So some of our top tier clients, you know, we do everything for them. Print, social, web, digital ad buys, TV, radio. I mean, we can do it all. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a full in-house production team, photo, video, audio, whatever. Um, but our primary focus, what we're really, our bread and butter is digital marketing. So gotcha. web, social, digital ad buys, email marketing, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, you started that 2014. Mm-hmm. You only did that for till really probably COVID. Yep. I mean, you had some other ventures. I know you've got your dad's got a gym. You kind of got a gym with your dad. You've done some 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 real estate stuff here and there. You're just you and I serial just entrepreneurs kinda, yeah, dabbling dabbling them, here right. and there. Um, yeah. But tell me, like um, you know, level thirteen. Yeah. So 2021 um, July is when legislation passed NIL. So what NIL is for you know people that don't really know that world name image and likeness for collegiate athletes. So college Mm -hmm. athletes now can benefit from who they are, Yeah, you know, whereas previously they can't earn money, can't really get jobs. Um, But when legislation passed that now they can use their name, image and likeness to benefit. So, you know, say a local real estate agent as yourself wants to do an open house and a social media kind of campaign around it, you can now hire a tech men's football player, right. you know, and say, Hey, he's going to be here. Um, he has some social posts he's going to do for you and you can pay him for that. Drive traffic to whatever we're doing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're used to, you couldn't, they couldn't monetize anything. Yeah. I know signature stag does a really good job of yeah. that. Yeah. I stood in line with all the little kids to get Adonis's right. signature, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, I mean, you jumped on this NIL thing early and yeah. fast. So I was with a lot of the men's basketball staff um, that weekend. Can we back up? How did you get to be that guy that gets to hang out on the court and be with the men's? Are you doing work for tech? Did you? No, it's, I mean, honestly, just like you said, it's just relationships. Okay. You know, um, 
my brother, the relationships he has with Fuller and the guys that we've all become really close with. Um, and then, you know, when you travel enough and do enough, you know, do some donation level type stuff and you travel to out of town game, there's a certain group of people that you kind of see everywhere, right. you know, home games, everybody's there. But like, mm-hmm. if you're really hitting the road with the teams, you start kind of getting in that circle. Yeah. And I think that's really kind of what started that, especially with my brother and as much as he used to go. So we met it with these guys and, you know, we became friends with beard while he was here. And, you know, so you kind of get in that friend group, I guess right. you could say. Um, Because there's not a lot of people that actually are going to go to West Virginia that are going to go to you know exactly Iowa State and repeat that process. Right, every sport, every year, girls and guys. Yeah, Yeah. so exactly, you start seeing the same people, and Mm -hmm. you know the coaching staff appreciate the fans that are there. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's nothing, nothing special about me. It's just kind of circumstantial. And and your hobby was tech sports, and that's how you kind of. I love tech sports and uh, college sports in general. So. Did that, became friends with some, you know, Beard and some of the other guys. And, you know, so that was pre-NIL. Well, you know, get past all that. Um, when NIL kicked in, I was with the current staff at the time, Adams, Daryl Dora, a bunch of guys. And, you know, they knew I owned an advertising agency. And they're like, hey, NIL's popping off tomorrow. What do we do? Mm. You know, and I was like, well, I mean, we could basically just mimic and model EMW into the sports world. And that's what we did, you know. So I was, I was down – after I left them, I went down south to visit some family. Driving back, Mark McDougal calls and says, hey, you know, here's what we need to do. I've got so-and-so. And I said, well, why don't, why don't I just do this and you and I partner on it and we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. So that's kind of how that got started. Yeah. I think it's kind of crazy because it's the NIL world and I'm just your fan. So right. I feel like I know and then I know I don't know anything. Uh, I'm That's your twi- everybody right now. I'm, I'm your Twitter, Instagram. You know, I'm on the forums. I don't really right. post on the forums, but I'm reading them. You know, yeah. uh, want to know the inside scoop, all that stuff. But I feel like the NIL is so um, it's still so new. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a whole lot. And I was talking to Coach uh, AC at uh, Breezy's yeah. the other day at the Madrid Club, uh, and there's not a whole lot of parameters around it right um but are is there any parameters so far there are um you know there's there's some major rules around it but not a lot i mean you really you can't induce an athlete which is like hey um as a staff or even as a collective or whatever we'll pay you x amount to come to our school see that's what a whole lot of people think it is anyway right which i mean that's always been going on Mm -hmm. right you know so if if and i now there's obviously loopholes and work around but you know that's a, a major factor don't induce a player now that could also be performance based so hey if you you know tyler you go throw four touchdowns today i'm gonna give you four hundred dollars can't do that or it's just like a sports uh, pro call uh pro exactly contract exactly so you can't those two things you can't do they can't you know depending on the state there's some legislative stuff can't wear the school marks and you know promotional stuff Hmm. um, which a lot of that's changing can't promote tobacco alcohol firearms you know sexually explicit whatever so there's some of that stuff too um very normal like common sense ones right right um you do have to report kind of what you're doing you have to you know so there's kind of ground rules but at the same time as you know in anything you know if there are these rules there's also workarounds Mm -hmm. you know and that happens all the time you know we talk about um nil has always been going on it's just been illegal Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. now it's just above table so um and I think you can see, and I'm not going to – so, like, you, there's these power schools now that you'll see some of their coaches are kind of against it because it's leveled the playing field. Right. You know? Right. Um, so that kind of – Maybe one that's got dynasties in college football exactly. that we're not going to name names, but right. yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Doubt so, this podcast gets to them, but yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got guys that would stay there, five stars, and they're three deep. Mm-hmm. Now if you're a five star and another school's like, hey, man, we got to You're going great. to play. Exactly. Because you're, you're, you're earning potential. Mm-hmm. So. Well, the whole – Everything from recruiting pre-NIL has gone so much. I mean, kids are getting Facebooks, Twitters when they're really young now. But now right. Twitter is specifically for, oh, you're an athlete. Now we're building um, highlight tapes. We're doing all this. Right. Like, it's such a different ballgame than it was when we were yeah. growing up. And you're uh, – I graduated in 07, so you're six years older mm-hmm. than I am. And it, back then, nobody did anything like that. Oh, yeah. We didn't play crazy travel ball. We didn't – like, none yeah. of that was a thing. Now it's like you're playing travel, you're doing this, you're on this 13U. You're, like, right. it starts so young. And that's really – you know, I'm glad you brought that up because, like, in the AAU yeah. organization, <laughs> I mean, that's a lot where this stuff starts. Right. And that's been going on since the 80s. Yeah, with we did the, have AAU, yeah. You know, the grassroots programs mm-hmm. of Nike and these other people that they will start latching on to kids. 
really early, you know. So that's been going on for a long time. Right. And I think that, you then, know. Then they were not, quote, unquote, steering, but they were steering them to the school. Right. Right. So you have, you know, Adidas. They're going to mm-hmm. want their kids to go to Kansas. You mm-hmm. know, Nike's going to want their kids to go to Duke Oregon. or North yeah. Carolina, Oregon, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's just kind of been the progression. Now, two years ago is just when everything was kind of, culminated into this legal apparatus now that we can all kind of be above board about it and talk Mm -hmm. about it you Mm -hmm. know so so you said that the coaching staff didn't really even know they just know hey this passed that's kind of crazy in my in my thought process that like coaches are over here doing what they do coaching and they're not really they're kind of paying attention but they're not that's not what they're focusing on every day so then they're like it opens up a whole new yeah you know wormhole that they have to jump into i mean you see like when this all came you know about uh, and I don't think it's a coincidence that Roy Williams, Coach Shashevsky, all these old school guys were like, okay, they didn't want to deal with it. I'm out, man. Like yeah. you know, like we've done That's a great it. Point. And, and I just think it's a it's a harder. It it adds a whole new dynamic to your job. You know, now you're CEO of a paid program mm-hmm. in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. So not only are you you need a GM now, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Kim Mulkey did an awesome job, and there's been other schools that they've hired Nike execs and stuff to handle that for them, which is brilliant. Interesting, you yeah. know. And it is, there's, I think Texas is moving into a place we'll be able to start doing that. You saw, you know, you said the Matador event, mm-hmm. um, where there's kind of a marriage between Red Raider Club and Matador mm-hmm. now. So, mm-hmm. which that. I think that's the the best way to go. You know, yeah. um, last Cody year, Campbell and you kind of did the. Did, were y'all together separate? or Was Cody doing his own thing? So because I feel like that was the same time. I, Cody would kind of, I would work with Cody on helping him get, you know, lineman deals and stuff like that. And then it's always been the plan for a collective to handle the school. Mm. You know, it just has to, you know, last year, level 13 basically operated as a collective for the school. And it's, that's not the way that I ever intended that to, to go. Yeah. Um, Mark is on the board of Matador with Cody. So is Terry, you know, I've got a bunch of great friends there and the way that this is structured now is what's best for the school. And then now I can go with the agency and represent players as an agent, Mm -hmm. which that's always been the game plan. You know, Um, a lot of people, and you'll see online, um, I'm sure you've seen it, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll think that, oh, well, you know, level 13 or Kirk's against tech now. Like, no, like I've I've helped facilitate where everything's at now. Yeah, that's actually what I wrote down is people don't like that you're repping players at other schools. I know. Because you started with tech and you figured some of this out, and then it's like the transfer portal, the guys you were repping at tech wanted to leave. And there was a whole lot of situations well, some, around some all didn't. that. Some, <laughs> some did. didn't want to yeah. leave, but they they kind of were. And know. so it was guys that you'd built relationships with. Right. I'm assuming because I know their, one of them is Jalen. Them, their families. Yep. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's not just something you can turn off. Yeah. They know? still trust you because these are financial decisions. Right. So are you? All, all I can think about in my head is ballers, mm-hmm. uh, with the rock. Yeah. And so are you kind of the rock in this situation? Or so what? you know. It, we are now to where that makes you look like a complete badass, by the way. If I compare you to the rock, <laughs> I know, dude. Also, one of my favorite shows, yes. man. Really, really cool show how they did that. So, they basically, so it would be more like, um, who's the agent that they all have that's like friends of the rock? He plays mm-hmm, golf. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't tell you the same, but I know exactly what you're talking about. So, right. we'd operate more like him, but we are adding like now a wealth management service to level 13. So, gotcha. that's what the rock and, and Joe, yeah, um, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. which is the best character on the yeah. show. Um, that's what they do is manage those guys' wealth. And um, then I can't remember his name, but he was the agent. So negotiating with teams, nego- negotiating with brands. You know, like today I got off a call with Tops trading cards for some of our players. So negotiating deals for athletes. And that's what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Make the athlete a brandable, you know, asset as opposed to going around and asking, hey, man, Jacoby, I really need your business to give me money to help support our NL. You know, right. like I don't, I've never wanted to do that. Right. And that's more like a collective should do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that shouldn't be up to an agency. So mm-hmm. this natural split and this natural progression is what we've always intended. Matador needs to be the place with Red Raider Club now that, hey, I want to buy tickets or I want to give to NIL or I have, you know, well, let's do it the right way. Yeah, go hosting to, an event. That's right. Within, go through yeah. the fundraisers. Go through the – and make it a tax write-off. Alumni you know? associations, all exactly. that. Exactly. Right. Now, if, you know, Kane's Chicken wants Tyler to do a commercial, then they would come to his agent. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's the difference there. Gotcha. So um, it's totally changed the game. It's made collegiate athletes now professional athletes, in my opinion. And I think it's really great for college sports. Yeah, I do too. Um, and I – We'll even go one step further, and I'm waiting on Texas to legalize gambling. Yeah, I think that <laughs> right. I, yeah, but I think that's where it's going to get even crazier. But um, wh- okay, transfer portal. Yep. 
transfer portal NIL to me have to be going hand in hand. Free agency. So and is there going to be some be some stipulation? Yeah. I don't know if you know that. Like, how there, would you know that? But there has to be. You know, and they've already kind of started that. Where this year they they changed it to where even with a coaching change, you can't get a waiver. Okay. Um, the COVID waivers are about to wear off because that last the guys were in school for six seven years. Yes. It's crazy. So that last you know generation of COVID kids are going to be gone. Um, so you're cutting down the one year transfer thing. If you can't transfer twice, you still have to sit out, you know, so there's these things that are really, so they are going to, they're making it back to where you transferred. Now you have to sit out the second time. Right. Okay. Exactly. So that's, and I think that's the NCAA's job. That's what they should do. Like don't regulate NIL. Don't mm -hmm. regulate any, regulate the ease of access. Yeah. You know, cause people wanted NCAA to like disband. Like people were just so annoyed right. with NCAA. Yeah. I feel like them create saying yes to N, uh, NIL helped the NCAA's image right? because it may be a distraction for all I know at the moment. But Which they always need, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, the, the way, so with, with it, with, you know, first off the NCAA thought legislation was going to put all the parameters on legislations like that's not our job. That's right. your job to regulate. So neither one of them did it. So here we are. Mm -hmm. Now you can't put that genie back in the bottle. Um, but you know, like you said, and there's, and there's even statistics to prove it, the retention of players, the heightened level of, better games and better, you know, mm -hmm. like better matchups yeah. because players are staying in their sport longer. Mm -hmm. So you got the guys that normally would leave this year because they're going to go to G League or somewhere right. to get paid. Well, you're going to get paid more with NIL now, so stay in. Four or five times as much. Right. And now it's making the game better, you know, in my opinion. And I think, you know, yeah. that can be statistically do, proven. Do you think it's going to get to a point where um, fans will know what, what deals are being done for the players? You know, you look at it like the NBA, you know exactly what a player's making. Right. I think at some point, what they don't want, what schools don't want, and I mean, I, the NCAA, and I, I say they don't want it, I would hope they don't, is that now players are employees of the school. Mm -hmm. That's what you, because then that becomes like, what, a rec sport? All? I mean, I don't even mm -hmm. know. Um, but I do think that, you know, you have to report what deals the players are getting okay. to the school. Um, and then like on three sports, which, you know, great group of guys, they have on three valuations of what guys are. So you kind of get an idea, you know? So I think, yes, I think, you know, that window will kind of become more open as the further we get down into it. Yeah. I just hear rumors about what guys get paid and I'm like, that's crazy. But whenever yeah. we're there, you're keeping them into a collegiate level versus a pro sport. It's like, it's still not what they would make right. if they're there. Um, and then I try to think through the math of what these donors are guys that are paying the NIL money, which I guess there's more people than I even understand right? because the numbers are so big mm -hmm. and there's 53 players on a football team and there's 12 on a basketball and there's this many on baseball. And there's right. a, I mean, like you're talking about how many athletes are taking advantage of NIL right now. Yeah. I mean, 300 hundreds. Yeah. It's each school. So yeah, at tech, you know, I think softball, baseball, um, football, basketball, football, basketball women's basketball, tennis, golf, I know. Well, Ludwig. Yeah. I mean, I don't. He. I would hope he's getting some. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting it now, but yeah. But he's definitely. You know. So I would say. You know. And the goal is eventually. Um, and I'm sure they said at the event. You know, Matador wants to raise enough money to take care of at at least a base level all athletic. Right. You know, all the athletic programs. So what happens with the collegiate money through Texas Tech University that's set aside for sports already? Does that? So that's still, I'm sure, facilities and yeah. uniforms and all the thing. You know, so all the ticket sales and all like that goes to support the actual programs. Yeah. You know, the NIL is strictly to the player yeah do you see it becoming uh any sort of a bubble because there's so much money i would say so you know at a certain point you can't but i mean I, yes and no because you know sometimes people just have enough money that it doesn't matter you right. know like they can just they can give millions a year and it's never going to affect their bottom line right so i think you'll see some of these you know the uts and a&ms they'll still throw a ton of money at it but mm -hmm. just like last year a&m had one of the highest paid nil football programs and right. was just absolutely terrible mm -hmm. so how much how long will that sustain you know right. like if you pay x amount of money you expect results. a certain amount of results mm -hmm. correct university of texas football right mm -hmm. and if that never happens then are these guys still going to keep giving or you know is it the case just like with you know, donors have done in the past. Okay, well, let's just fix the problem by throwing more money at it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know which way that's yeah. going to go. I think it could go either way. And I think it will go both ways depending on. So uh, put this hat on. This is a hypothetical hat. Love it. You are, they've created, so I'm thinking of this like the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. There's a committee. Uh, Kirby was the president of the committee years ago. You are the president of the committee of NIL 
for the NCAA. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you are the uh, middleman between the NCAA. This is what's all that's going to get taken out on Twitter. Is this you're the <laughs> you are the um, liaison between the NIL, NCAA, and legislation. Okay. What would be your like? This is what we need to see happen to make this successful long term for the players, the sport, the colleges, the coaches. Right. Everything. So first and foremost, like I said, you you shut down the portal and the ease of access. You know, you can't have the okay, so one year Jacoby's playing for tech. You mm-hmm. did a phenomenal job. Nothing happened, no coach left. But hey man, there's offers on the table, you know, other NIL programs. Let's just enter the portal and, and test out and see. You gotta ease you gotta, you know, in that ease of access. That'd be mm-hmm. move one. I was very surprised to see um some of our baseball players jump in there after yeah. we had some mega success. I was like, well, wow. and even like you look at Haley Van Lith went to what the lead eight and then mm-hmm. immediately got in the portal, went to LSU. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that'd be my first. So suggestion. do you shorten that down to like a month per sport or after you have to wait? So I would say you get one transfer. Okay. You know, the, and they've kind of instituted this, your second transfer, you're sitting out. I like the if you transfer in conference, you have to sit out automatically. Yeah, you know, I was a fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that kind of prevents that, you know. And now I know better. But you get mad at certain players because they go in conference and then you have mm-hmm. to play them. And mm-hmm. um, the hate, I, the hate towards McCuller, exactly. Which we understood, we understand that more now with the coaching changes and all that. But right. it was, I mean, Twitter was awful. palpable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think you you institute both of those things. I think it's safe, and you know people are going to be like, "Well, it's because you're an agent." You know, what I, mean? mm-hmm. I think that these high level players are better off with someone that knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think it's easy to get taken advantage of. It's easy to get lied to. It's easy to get promised X amount. Not you know, I hear stories all the time. Like I got offered X, Y, and Z, never saw a dollar. You know, at the school I went to. So I think having people wow. in place that are you know, at least knowledgeable. Con- I think that contracts need to be done. You know, like it needs. Are to contracts be- not happening? There, I know here they, they are do. when you're involved, right? But, right. But I know there's places that you know it's just word of mouth. Yeah. And it's kids and maybe family members that just don't know better. Mm. You know, so I think maybe even having more of a emphasis on that. Yeah. Representation, you know, and obviously that's not for everybody. But if you got a six-figure player. Right. Probably a good idea. Yeah. So um, do you think we need to have like a cooling off period after the after the season? So baseball just is ending. We should have a, a month, between, like get back from the from the tournament. Right. Because, you know, we heard that in basketball, you know, um, and I don't know if it was true or not, but the rumor I heard was that Fardos was in the portal before we even hit the bus. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, you want to like have a cooling off period, get back with your teammates, get back with your yeah. coach, get back. You know, I I don't I had never thought about it like that, but yeah. I don't think that's a bad idea. You know, yeah. I think that actually is kind of smart that you know, you can't even enter the portal, you can't even enter your name until at least your season sport is a you know. So right. Monday night of the national championship, the portal opens Tuesday, right? Or however you mm-hmm. know that I like that too. ESPN would love that too. Oh my gosh, portal day! <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. That'd be like that's a live right. event. That's right. Um, I do think that you know certain schools can get more on board and more supportive um, with allowing the players to use marks and mm-hmm. facilities and a lot of that stuff. You know, it's out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think kind of fighting towards making sure that the value of the athlete is as high as it can be, because at the end of the day, it's still going to support the school. How do we make sure there's still student athletes? And like yourself, I didn't graduate from college either um, with the hard knocks route, but it's like, how do we make sure these student, these athletes still do the student part Right. versus we got this much NIL with this many donors backing, which when the donors are backing, they're basically lobbyists to the right people to get the right. How do we make sure the student part stays in and we set them up for like actual success long term? Because the reason I love NIL is because guy, like it's a one percent of one percent of people making the league. Right. So it's like you're not all making it. So save this freaking money. Well, I I think just to answer your question, I'm going to go backwards. One, we need to make sure they're saving the money and doing what they need to do with it. Because you remember what you and I lived off of at 19 years old. Right. And, and talking about that, you said uh, guys being influenced, you know, right. you're being well, so influenced. You're 19. Hands are out, you know, family, friends, everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think first and foremost, even before the school part, let's have some monetary education. Some Can we put management. it in a trust? Exactly. Yeah. Anything like that where, mm-hmm. you know, because as an athlete, you're room and board. You know, you can eat at the facilities. I mean, all that, your clothing, pretty much everything's taken care of. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen guys take advantage of that, and literally they'll leave their collegiate career 
they live like a college kid, mm-hmm. didn't spend anything, and then you're set up to be successful in life. And I think right. that's almost more important than the school part is don't go blow this. Don't go get in tax, pro- you know. So let's take care of your wealth management scenario first. Yeah. You know, that would, that would be most important to me. Then school-wise, you know, they obviously still have to maintain a certain level of GPA and all these things to be eligible. Right, so that's true. So some kind of tie to, you know, in your contract, if you're not an eligible athlete, your contract's canceled. You yeah. know, if you're not in good standing with your school or your sport, you know, you're no longer a valuable asset to market because we can't market a player mm-hmm. that's not, you know, on the team. Yeah. So you put in stipulations like that. How is those stipulations different than a if you go the opposite, you get a 4.0 GPA – and, you know, how do, how do you make it where you can't get punished, but you can't get rewarded? Uh, I mean, just legal jargon. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah just, you know, basically, you just can't have anything in there that, you know, growing up in Lubbock, Texas, if you had all mm-hmm. A's on your report card, you can go to 50th Street Caboose and get extra tokens. Right. You know, right. so like just because you get a 4.0 in your contract and NIL, you're not getting paid more, you mm-hmm. know, but you're not, it's not a performance based thing like, okay, well, we're going to punish you for bad grades. No, we're going to punish you for not being marketable. If you're not on the team, you know, or if you fail or if you, you know, then you're no longer in good standing. So we can't use you as a marketable asset. Right. Yeah. I think that's kind of the way yeah. to go about that. So um, have you met anybody else around the country that's doing what you're doing? Yeah. No, there's a, I mean, even some really high level, you know, the octagons, the clutch sports, the um, rock nation, a lot of these high major agencies will have a couple of players, Okay. you know, like I think Haley Van Lith, maybe with clutch or I can't remember, but there's players with octagon. And these are people that, you know, I mean, they're the, the multi-million dollar earner type mm-hmm. situation. So I don't really know of many agencies that are just an NIL agency mm-hmm. like we are. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of colleagues that represent athletes and people that, you know, we got a partner now that's a professional, um, you know, representation group. So they help us with high level marketing and stuff like that. So I really don't, you know, but I haven't done a lot of research. You know, I kind of, once I get the blinders on, I kind of just stay in my lane and, yeah. and, you know, keep my head to the ground. I started so. reading, I had to look up the the title, but it's called Agent You by mm-hmm. Nicole Lynn. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've read that, but. It's on my Audible list. She The book's great, but her story is awesome. She's from Tulsa Projects and she's, really? uh, now she's got, I don't know how many first rounders that she's been representing. Oh, that's cool. Is the goal for you to take NIL level 13 relationships into being their agent in the pros? Yes. That's so cool. Yeah, and the, and the reason, and that's why, you know, a lot of people don't, and I think as, as all this, you know, time kind of heals and explains a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I understand a lot of the backlash and a lot of the stuff of, well, you know, Kirk's not a, a fan because he followed Jalen or he helped Jason Jackson when he left and all, you know, I get that. And I understand from the fan side, I'm right. as passionate as anybody. You right. know me. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm unhealthily, <laughs> like, faithful and passionate yeah. to tech athletics. And have you guys even knew the amount of techs that Kirk receives when we lose? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, it's more than we, when we win, it's like, we're kind of quiet. <laughs> Everybody's to each had, other. You know, yeah. there's group text stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I've been doing that. My family's been a part of tech since 1926. Yeah. That's one year after the doors open. Like it was founded in 23. Mm-hmm. I think the first classes were in 25. My great grandma had a scholarship in 26. That's awesome. You know, and then, yeah. my, and so everyone in my family for generations, like I'm tied to this school, but at the same time, like I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. entrepreneurism. Mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about these kids and these athletes and their mm-hmm. stories, you know, like when, Jason Jackson's mom calls Chris Wash, an agent that works with me, and says, you know, you changed our life. Like, our kid didn't have somewhere to go to school. You got him in here. Now he's got an offer here. You know, like, that means something. Right. You know, well, so. people are forgetting that. I mean, people take this for what you want. If anybody's listening, I hope they're listening with the right intentions of you have real relationships with people. And it's still coming down to you're still a good dude trying to help people do good things. Right. At the And, you know, people can say what they want, think what they want, say that you're just about the money. But it's like you started this because the coach has called you to say, can you help us? We don't right. know where to go. Why in the world would you not try to say, like, if I'm putting my time into it, is there something here that we can monetize? Well, and, and not only, I mean, hundreds of, I mean, probably thousands of hours in the last two years. I've probably invested a few hundred thousand from my company in right. resources. Mm-hmm. We haven't made a dollar, right. you know, some of my partners are in the hole from what we did last year, you know, so there's been zero money made to this point, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm a big picture guy, you mm-hmm. know? So to your question of, do I want to take this to another level? Well, there's already stuff in place that with some of these players, if we can get them through these, you know, through their collegiate and get them the right marketing, and all, then they'll think about signing at the next level. Mm-hmm. And then you get a piece of that, you know, so there's a, a bigger vision here than just collegiate athletics mm-hmm. or just Texas tech or just, you know, 
certain play. Like there's a there's a game plan that I'm really doing everything I can to get to that next level. Yeah, you know, and to do that, it you know you can't just stay comfortable in your. I mean, I could stay here and help raise money for tech forever. Right. You know, but for my goals, that doesn't really help me achieve that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it's crazy that in when we started this, uh, thought it was. You know, I'm a graphic design guy. I love the arts. I did a little of this. And it just was that when we get a little bit of experience in our lives, we usually can kind of partner that with our passions. Right. And when you took like, well, what was just passions of tech sports partnering with, I did websites and I kind of did that. That was like, let's mimic this company to do this NIL thing right. too. Because that's where I see you're wearing the gear, but Thrice Colds. You created that clothing brand. I know you've told me you just wanted a clothing brand, but yeah. you did that so we had a, a product that the athletes could then wear. It was an um, it was basically an umbrella to have something that we could advertise with the athletes to help them brand. You know, it was that whole thing, and that never made money. That was just another thing mm-hmm. to help further the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that um, even you know some of the podcast stuff we've done. I mean, there's a lot of things that have gone into get to getting to where we're at now. Yeah. Now the future of where we're at, you know, now negotiating these national deals, we got some really cool stuff for Tyler and Duran coming up next year that That's people cool. are going to really flip out over. So we're still helping as much as we can here. Yeah. But just because we're helping here doesn't mean that you know, or just because I've got a kid at Michigan State doesn't make mm-hmm. me love tech any less. Right. You know. How, I mean, and now you mentioned a minute ago, you have a an agent on your at your company. How many agents or representatives do you have? So, what does the company look like now? Right now, you know, we've got I've got a guy that's kind of partnering with me in the Dallas area that got us partnered with uh, the Ballinger Group, which is a professional agency. Okay, phenomenal guys. Um, so he's more of a high level player working with me, kind of in the big picture stuff. But he's also an ex-tech football player, so he's cool. knows a lot about the football side. So he's bringing that and kind of developing that wing. Um, two AAU and one NCAA recruiting guy that are really building the basketball side. And that's where you'll see, you know, we got John Ball, which is top 20 player in the country, um, you know, five and four stars going all over the country from Michigan State to Yale to Cal to Rice to wherever, you know, Ole Miss. You know, we got kids all over the country, Oklahoma State, um, overtime elite. So, you know, we've got a lot, that's where these guys are kind of coming in. And a lot of these players are coming from the Dallas area. I mean, the Dallas area has so much talent. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. um, You know, we're not moving far, but once we get the kids, those kids are moving Mm -hmm. all over. So um, having those guys help has been, has been really awesome. That's cool. So um, how many guys, how many do y'all represent underneath the umbrella right now? I think we just got to 20. 20. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And we're, and we're kind of taking this year a little slower there's some stuff I just keep up with our Twitter because there's some partnerships we'll announce in the next few weeks to months that mm-hmm. will really expand and explode what we're doing. But right now, you know, with it's with the people we have in place, like this is like a good number for us to really sink our teeth into these national deals and to working with other schools, you know, talking to other coaches and other collectives. And there's a lot that goes into it. So, right. you know, just as well as anybody um, that you don't want to succeed your way into failure you right. know you don't want to overdo yourself to where you can't keep and up. you don't want to do it too quickly either exactly and right now you're this all started in 2021 we're we're june in 2023 we're almost at the two-year nil yeah so we're nearly there but two years anybody that's been an entrepreneur or started a company or did anything your first two years you're drinking from a fire hose you're running with your head cut off you're just right. trying to stay which luckily you have emw yeah. The, the bills were being paid because most of us as entrepreneurs in your first two years, you're like, can we even pay the bills? Right. But you mentioned you're in the hole in other areas. Right. Um, so let's talk All right, next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. One year out. Let's go one year, five year, 10 years from now. We're sitting here in 10 years and we're like, what, what does it look like for you? What does next year look like? You know, next year. So EMW is just doing phenomenal. Like I said, I've got such the great team foundation. Like that just grows and mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I spend enough time with the right people at high levels to make sure that that business is always delivering what we say we're going to. You know, that's my baby. That's yeah. most important. That pays the bills. It employs, you know, 15 people. Like there's a lot of people. So that's my priority. Now, even though that's my priority, it doesn't mean I spend the most time on that. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've, spent, yeah. I've built that foundation yeah. well enough that the system of that business. It's 20% of your time at this point. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that'll continue to grow. We're really moving into a really cool space with oil and gas and different places with EMW. That's so, cool. Um, that's a lot of fun. But I, I see that continuing to grow and then maybe even giving more 
whether it's ownership or percentages to the people that are really making that happen. Yeah. You know, I'd love to do that. Um, this time next year with level 13, I think you're going to see a huge explosion of our football wing. Okay. Um, we got a couple of things that are about to happen there that I think the football side's really going to explode. And we'll start working with kids at a younger level. So there's certain states that high school is allowed to do NIL. Interesting. Texas is trying to pass that. Okay. So it's just like when Nike or Adidas or any of these guys did the grassroots stuff, you latch onto a kid young. So, you know, when he does mm-hmm. get to be the five-star going, to, then you already kind of yeah. have a relationship there. So what do you do? Just go to South Lake Carroll and see who the little brothers are or what? Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get get references. No, yeah. these these guys that are in Dallas, man, they know everybody. Yeah. And they run AAU programs, and they see these kids from when they're really young. Yeah. Um, you know, shout out to Trey and Chris. They're just phenomenal guys. Um. You know, I see us growing more in both of those spaces, high school football, high school basketball, and then really having a brand by the time they get to college to where we're representing them in their recruitment process. Um, You know, three-year vision is to have all that plus our first real group of freshmen now getting close to their pro contracts to where we have that side of either level 13 or the partnerships formed to pass on that that agency representation to the next level. Yeah. What about, so we're number 19th right now overall in recruiting for this year. I think if we get Micah Hudson, um, it'll, somebody posted, it'll push us to 15th. Yeah. I don't want to say, do you have any, is that anything you've done, but how much of partnering this hand in hand has helped us with that recruiting? I mean, Joey is one of the most charismatic I, people I've yeah, ever met. I, I would say right now you take NIL and everything out of it, and Joey's still not missing. Really? Yeah. That's wow. how That's how good I, I think him, and not only him, but his staff is. He remembered me. I don't know if he just played me, but I'm like. Oh, no. He, I guarantee you did, because the dude, is, he's a machine. He doesn't mm-hmm. sleep. He knows everybody. Yeah. He works on it. He appears at every event. He supports all the sport. I mean, he yeah. just does so much. And then you get a kid like Micah who – I believe was the first guy Joey started first recruiting. One. Mm-hmm. Like day one, he went to talk to him. Yeah. Exactly. And then these guys, I mean, you get Joey in a room or with a family, like it, it's not fake. Right. You feel his passion. You feel yeah. his authenticity and you want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So I think you you give, you know, Texas, A&M, all these other schools more money, take it away from us. I still think Joey's hitting on these recruits. Wow. Like awesome. I, I think he's that good. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that I was thinking literally level 13 might have had something to do with this great class. I don't think – any NIL could change what I think. I think this class is all just based off of who the guy that we hired is. That's I cool. mean, I think he's that good. So he's bringing in some studs. Yeah. I mean, do you turn around and you're like, I mean, we get a receiver every now and then, we get a running back. Cool. But he's bringing O linemen, D linemen, guys. You're like, yeah. I forgot about those positions. I thought right. they just developed. Yeah. No, he's bringing in studs that are going and I think competing with see, LSUs, you know? Oh my gosh, yes. And I think you're going to see that this year. Like, I really do believe, and, you know, I, I'm a Kool Aid drinker. Again, huge tech fan, guys, all cameras. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we have as good a shot as anybody in the Big 12 to go to the Big 12 championship, to yeah. win the Big 12 championship, and be a part of the playoff conversation. Like, yeah. I think Joey's got a team this year. This year. They're bought in. That's you awesome. You know, like last year was a, a learning process. Mm-hmm. But they still fought and won, you mm-hmm. know, still had a great season. We were in games that we've never been in. With backup quarterbacks. Right. You know, Third like, string, yeah. yeah. It, it was crazy. And then this year, your offensive line is so much better and yeah. deeper. Your defense got better even after losing the number seven pick. Yeah. You know, which is crazy. So cool. And I've heard he's just the most phenomenal guy, Tyree Wilson. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. He's really cool. I've heard that from my wife, who knows – you know, this person, and she's right. like, sports don't care. But yeah. she's like, oh, I've heard he's really nice. I'm like, how did they get family. to you? Yeah. yeah, really cool That's kid. awesome. So that we've got this freshman class that's absolutely incredible right now. Mm-hmm. So you're saying those guys get to seniors and going into pros. That's three to four years down the road. Yep. Okay, so 10 years down the road, what's your vision? Man, you know, I would love to, to be involved at a high level with sports and marketing and maybe even music and just any kind of entertainment. And, you know, I just love the branding side of that. Right. Creating brands, creating marketable assets around people or whatever. Um, And maybe there's a new wing, you know, maybe there's EMW level 13 and something else comes up, you know, where we're doing another type of, you know, who knows. But, you know, always being my biggest um, really goal and the thing that I've like – really stride toward most is just freedom and time with my family. Right. 100%. But also being passionate and enjoying what I do. You know, yeah. I never wake up regretting the path I chose, you know, and I still want to do that. So 10 years from now, as long as I'm doing something that's fulfilling, that I enjoy, that I get to do stuff like this, that I get to talk about stuff that I'm passionate about, you know, yeah. 
that's all I care about. Yeah, because it doesn't even feel like you're working. Never. Yeah. Never. Not a day. Man, that's so awesome. And I love that from the moment you said you were bartending to a uh, kid on the way to, you know, which you have two beautiful little girls. That, thank you. And a uh, great family. But it's like everything you've done has been just grit along yeah. the way. And pushback. You've gotten so much pushback on everything you've done. Yeah. And I say this really being the last two years, but even going back to you took a different route. And that's, I think, what set up your mindset to do a different route where everybody right. else is going, that's not what we've done. This isn't how we've always done it. Right. And you're like, that's that's not how we're going to keep doing it, yeah. you know? Yeah, um, that's, and that's never easy, and I'm sure you know that. You know, once when you try to, you know, blaze a new trail, um, it's tough, man. Yeah. But that's one of the things that, you know, I learned from a lot of guys that I work with, and Peter, one of my good friends, and – you know, has been a, a really big asset business coach wise and now a really good friend of mine and, you know, high level business people and, you know, my family and friends and people, you know, just I try to take as much knowledge as I can from everybody. But the main thing is if you have the passion and you have the will to work towards it, it doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, what anybody else says. Like yeah. they can just because it hasn't been done before doesn't mean it can't be done. That's right. You know, I know you had a great mentor or at least you sought out. Mm. I'm trying to think of what his name is. You Peter told Vogue. me. Yeah. yeah. Peter Voog. V zero, V O O G, right? D V O G D. That's it. Okay. Yep. And what book did he write? Uh, his first book was six months to six figures. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. And it was New York times bestseller um, over and over again. Uh, but yeah, I was a part of his, you know, I read the book, tweeted him. He tweeted back. I, I was, I remember specifically going to a this movie years ago. Oh my gosh. Like eight years ago. Yeah. My wife and I were driving to a movie. I was like, Hey, Peter Vuk just tweeted me back. You know, I was like just elated. Yeah. Well, join his game changers Academy, um, which is kind of a business network entrepreneur, but you, you know, there's learning and calls with millionaire business people. There's all kinds of stuff that really helps you get that mindset and those systems in place. But yeah, worked with him for years and then ended up becoming really good friends. And now our families are friends. That's and, cool. Um, you know, he's had a, a huge impact on my life. Yeah. So I just love the coaching mentorship. I think that's oh, yeah. part of leadership. Where, how else are you growing your leadership? I mean, you're leading. You had a company of 15 over here. You got all these young athletes. Mm. I mean, the spotlight is on you. So I know you've got to keep going in the right direction. Right. Um, people are probably waiting. I mean, there's got to be a hater somewhere waiting for your slip up. Several. Yeah. <laughs> Always several. Yeah. You know, the thing that I do right now that that I think is the most beneficial in that route is that I just surround myself with higher level people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try to be around conversations and business deals and stuff that I have no business being a part of. Yeah. You know, you're I'm, at the I'm, wrong table, but you're at the right table exactly. for you. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm the the least successful, least educated, least wealthy, you know, at every mm-hmm. table I'm at. And I try and I make that a, a priority Yeah. because when I hear these conversations and when I hear the way these people move and talk and work and they're, you know, all that does is give me that same mentality. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, I can't remember who, who said it, but like you, you have your success gauge, like a thermostat. Mm-hmm. And if it's always set on 75, no matter how successful you get, once you get to that point, it's going to shut off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to get around people that their thermostat's different yeah. and you got to think different. You mm-hmm. got to think of a, of a way that, you know, okay, well, I can't just have a $2 million a year business. I want a $10 million a year right. business. So I got to be around people that are doing that. How are they having their conversations? What are their days look like? What are their morning routines? You know, so turning that gauge up to where that's the mentality you're thinking at that's how you get to those places. I had somebody explain it to me as um, the the ceiling becomes the new floor. Exactly. And now I can't go down because that's my floor now. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy too, and you'll know this, like you think back three years ago and the problems you had then, mm-hmm. nothing. Like today right. you could have every one of those problems in that year today solved, you get over it, you're done. Right. You know, now the problems that you have are something that three years ago, you're like, man, I wish I was at a level where that was my problem. Yeah. We're, you know? um, I, I don't know, maybe you posted or somebody posted, but it's like we're literally, literally living the blessings we once prayed for. Exactly. Yeah. So talk to me about uh, mental health because you're doing a lot. It's hard. Yeah. How do you how do you keep it? Man, like, uh, you know, just my foundation. Have, of have my you ever family struggled my, with that at all? Yeah. I mean, there's always doubt. There's, you know, you'll get the anxiety. You'll get the, you know, sleepless nights. Or, you know, how am I going to pay more? You know, there's all that that goes into this. But you look back at it now, you're like, that's what had to happen. You know, I had to be in that space to drive me to get where I'm at. Right. So now, you know, just having the systems in place to where you've got to get, 
you know, up at this time. You've got to do X, Y, and Z. You got to meditate. You got to read. You know, you got to have all this positive. And what you see people at their highest level, and you're like, they're so successful. Why would they do that? Well, you get to a point where you're succeeding in all these levels that you have to take care of the machine. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to oil it. You have to do these things that keep you moving in that right direction. Because if not, it's easy for all this stuff to just start right. falling apart. And that's your brain, your body, all that sort of yeah, yeah. So and yeah, you're absolutely right. Working out, trying to eat. I mean, I, I've talked to you a hundred times. Yeah. So eating is <laughs> like that's my. We're both biggest, down thirty pounds or so. Right, but you, you know? know, still though, mm -hmm. like I, I sit in Michaela, my wife, and she's super, you know, into fitness and yeah. in shape. And I said, like, babe, I sent her a meme. It said, at my age, you work out six days a week. You eat as best you can just to stay at a, a steady yeah. twenty pounds overweight. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. <laughs> But yeah, I think, you know, how you feel yourself working mm -hmm. out, like all that stuff is, is very mentally, you know, driven. It's mm -hmm. not just, I want to look good. I want to feel, I want my mind to operate, Yeah, you know, so. I'm so much sharper when I'm, when I have an early morning and we hit the gym. Yeah. That's actually probably how we reconnected the most recently was we just saw each other at the gym. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you switched gyms on me. Yeah, I did. It's okay. Uh, okay. Who are you following right now in business? Like who you look up to? It could be somebody local. It could be, you know. You know, there's several local guys. I've, I've, you know, I tell Mark and Shag and, you know, Ross and Robert and Trey and all these guys that I'm around all the time. Like, th those guys are not, like, I didn't engage them as mentors. They're my friends. Mm -hmm. But I look up to them. Yeah. You know, and I love being around those groups to feed off of what they're, they're what, doing. Because they're, 25 years older than you, every one yeah, of them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the young one in, in those groups and in those circles. But I love being around that group of people because they've been through all this, right. you know, and they think at a different level. So locally, you know, I've got a great group of, you know, they're friends, but to me, they're like mentors. They're people I really look up to, and there's people that that do things um, the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, Mark tells me every, you know, every time we, you, we have any sort of business or what, just outwork everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, work harder. Right. You know, and there's guys in Lubbock that shouldn't be successful that are because they outwork everybody, you know, so and, true. and that's, that's one of my favorite things. I do like, you know, I watch a lot of Jordan, Kobe, these mentalities of athletes that even the, the best at their sport, the highest level of competition, they outwork everybody. Mm -hmm. That's just what they do. So yeah. I follow a lot and kind of read and reread and do stuff, you know, based around them. And then obviously my business book type guys are, Tim Grover's, uh, David Goggins, stuff like that. Yeah. You follow any Ed Milet? That's who I've been on lately. Ed Milet. He's the one that did the thermostat thing that I was yeah. talking about. That was Dude. Ed Milet. Yes, Love I His power of one more right now is so good. Yeah. I actually did an uh, uh, interview with him and Peter. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. What? You, when was that? Two or three years ago, man. I have to look. Who did, yeah, I've done some really cool stuff with Peter. Him. I think Goggins was on a couple of them. Um, I've got to meet some really cool people through him. That's cool. What's your favorite book that you've read business-wise? Self-development. Oh, well, uh, Six Months to Six Figures Changed My Life yeah. by Peter Boog. Um, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins was an eye-opener that, you know, really— Did you listen to it? Yes. Oh, man, it's so good. And like, hearing him talk about it's it. It's like 13 hours long, oh, and God, it's like they go podcast a book back— but that book was, it yeah. took me a minute to get through the first part because it was so intense, oh, yeah. but then it was incredible. But it, it, it shows you that no matter how bad I think things are, somebody else is going mm -hmm. through something you know, similar. And I've talked about this before, but if you've read that book, you need to go read 31 Days of Living with a Seal. That's Jesse really? Itzler, who owns the Hawks, who married okay. Sarah Blakely, but he hired yep. Goggins to train him for 31 days. I'll get and on it, that. It is the most hilarious book. Is it? Because it's Goggins telling a billionaire. You want to talk about time and freedom? Yeah. A billionaire. And he basically hires him to take it all away from him. Oh, and it's it. incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. And recently I've been reading a lot of, uh, you know, sports marketing. Um, the one that I just got done reading, I have to look up the, it's like black market or I can't remember, but it's basically the underbelly of college sports pre NIL. Wow. So talking about like the AAU and the shoes and all, I mean, it's phenomenal. I'll send you a link to it. Um, that one's really cool. So really trying, you know, now that I'm, attempting to get more into this industry, right. just really surrounding myself and reading and listening to as much as I can kind of around that world. That's awesome. Uh, I try to keep these about 45 minutes. So I'm going to ask you some questions. I ask everybody. Yeah. So uh, my favorite one is you're driving down a highway and there's a billboard and a million people are going to drive by this billboard. Um, or you're standing on stage and there's a million people in the audience and the spotlight's on you and you get to deliver one message to them, one elevator speech one quick 30 second speed. What, what is your message that you want everybody to know? Do everything you don't want to do and do everything people say you can't do. That's awesome. Yeah. I We're, mean, really just kind of, 
I'm in Kobe, you know, me better than a lot of people do yeah. is I try to take the, the path that less people do. I try to go against the grain as much right. as possible. A lot of that's just the rebellious nature that I have, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but you know, doing the stuff that you're not supposed to do to get you, that's the only way you're going to get to a place yeah. that you haven't been getting before. That out of that comfort zone. Right. That's where the growth happens. But get comfortable being uncomfortable. Who taught you that? So Peter initially, and then listening through Goggins, but you know, mostly the people that operate at the highest level aren't phased by the things that phase people below them, Yeah, you know? So you've got to get into a place that not having the money to pay the bills mm -hmm. one month, mm -hmm. you got to learn that's part of the process. You know, Grant Cardone says every six months you got to go broke. You just invest all your liquid right. cash into something else. So it's like, uh, we gotta, yeah. you know, take away your own safety net. Exactly. Um, that's pretty awesome. So say that one more time, do everything you're not supposed to do. So do everything that you're not supposed to do and all the things that people tell you you can't do to get to the place that you want to be. You know, become very comfortable being extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay, a couple fun questions. Yep. So what is an unusual habit you have or an absurd thing that you love? You know, I'm, I'm kind of into, uh, and not, not as much anymore, I don't have time, but there for a while I was into like the teen drama shows. Yeah, All-American? All-American, okay. even <laughs> as far back as like One Tree Hill, Friday yeah. Night Lights. You know, I just love that yeah. uh, high school kind of vibe. I'm with you there. So, so that, that was a guilty pleasure of mine. So my wife shoots weddings on Saturdays, so yeah. I'll literally just relax, binge watch show, and I'm like binge watching All-American. And then I see the credits and it says Spencer Pacinger. Well, I used to CrossFit with Justin Pacinger, his brother, really? who lived here and works for NCAA. Now he lives in Indianapolis. Oh, that's incredible, cool. dude! Yeah, and didn't even didn't even know. And I like t I like did all this Google and figured out like that's his brother who wrote the show. Oh, that's awesome! And I like texted Justin. I'm like, this is way cool. And he's yeah. like, yeah, that's it's a great show too. Yeah, it is a great show. Uh, so I'm right there with you on those. And I watched all the Friday Night Lights. But my yeah. wife is from Odessa. We, okay, so she's like, I'm so over right. Losing, you know. Um, okay, best $100 or under purchase that you've made that's impacted your life in the last six months? Last six months under $100 purchase. Or it could be like a really like a great memory that didn't cost a ton of money that was like, everybody needs to do this. Mm. Like, like what did you spend $100 or less on that was like, this was game Man, changer? Man, $100 or less. Because everything cost over $100 It now. does, but you know, <laughs> I know there's been some stuff that I've got. Um, okay, and this is going to be kind of crazy. So... I got one of these Facebook ads okay. for a mosquito repellent type thing that you hang in your yard. Okay. And I've hung them in four corners of my yard and everywhere you go in Lubbock, the mosquitoes right so now are bad. just awful. Yeah. I haven't had any in my house. Really? Okay. I never believe in these things. Now this has nothing to do with business. This has to do with great advertising. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cause they got me. So yeah. I bought that and it was like $49. Yeah. Three little bucket things. You mix this solution together, put it in the water and then you hang them up. Boom. Worked. Worth like awesome. a charm. Best purchase I've made all year. So I'll uh, I'm gonna send you a link. You can tweet out to your folks. But yeah, dude, it's it great. Best That's purchase awesome. I made this year. Do you uh, buy a lot of sponsored ads? Yes, I do too. Yeah. Um, I like click everything. Dude, I'm a, yeah, I'm a sucker, and, and don't even get me started on what shows up that my wife buys. <laughs> but yeah, if it's if it's a great advertisement, one, I'm gonna click on it just put, you know out of respect mm -hmm. because I just mm -hmm. like what. But I can't remember the last two or three things I bought probably this week were because of a great sponsored yeah. ad. I've, I mean, I buy everything. I'm, the next thing I'm about to buy is built clothing, BYLT. Yeah. That's yeah. been all over my social media. And so I, I used to buy anything. their shirts. They're the ones with the drop cut shirts, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I used to buy those all the time. Yeah. I saw somebody wearing one the other day in Chipotle and they're like, I'm like, are these legit? And they're like, so good. Yeah, so, dude. Great you, quality. But their ads have been popping up like crazy. About to pop up even more now. Um, okay. So, uh, favorite cocktail? Probably ranch water. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Ranch water. I go back and forth between ranch water and uh, um, vodka soda. Not quite to the Chilton level of yeah. lemon, but pretty yeah. close. Yeah. Are you a wine drinker at all? You know, I like a good red with a steak, but, yeah. you know, not something I really go out of the you way for. You a craft for. beer guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are? Love, so like, love beer. Can't do any beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Favorite vacation spot? San Diego. Really? Yeah. And we've been to Hawaii. We've been all over, but my family, we try to go, and we're actually going uh, next weekend. Uh, Peter lives out in that area, okay. so he comes and hangs out, and kids love it. You know, we love the beach, the weather. We kind of have all of our spots there, so yeah. try try to get there as much as possible. My cousin went to um, golf pro school to become a really? golf pro in yeah. San Diego, well, and that's they a place to do but it. this is back. I think he graduated in one as well. Okay. Back, you could walk across to Tijuana back, and oh, it yeah. was real beautiful. Played golf all the time, yep. so I imagine it is gorgeous out there. It's cool. Um, what about? Are you going to the Bahamas this year? 
Is Tech even going to the Bahamas this year? I don't know. I think that they may have canceled that tournament. Really? Because we'd planned okay. on it. Because I wanted to go to Maui with you last year, but it was too short notice. Yeah, that was that was a fun and very enlightening trip. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah, but yeah, um, I love going. You know, even so, those type of games. Now, um, one of the girls told me that the women are playing in, um, I believe, Miami. Okay. For the Thanksgiving area, maybe. Cool. So might try to do something like that. Krista's got a, an amazing team this year, so yeah, might do something. Follow them. You want to talk about West Texas through and through? Oh my gosh, that's that amazing. lady's awesome. Amazing lady. Um, we're gonna have to do some fundraiser and get get these coaches in a room, or maybe to get them on a on a podcast. You yeah, know, I don't know what that would look like, but wouldn't it be incredible to have Joey, Krista, Grant, yeah, Tim over here sitting in the corner, not saying a whole lot, you know, just laughing at everybody. And else. Then, I mean, and then having a little West Kitley knowledge in there too. Yeah, talk about that guy. I mean. Oh, he's he's so cool. Yeah, and he just got that team just got gypped in my opinion. But oh, they did. Yeah, but, they, they, just like Kirby said, you know that four by one hundreds, they're the they're the champs in our yeah, book. That's exactly right. Um, okay, any other questions that you wish I would have asked you? Any questions you wish you would ask me? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can reiterate that I'm still a tech fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want people to know that. You yeah. know, that's no man. This has been awesome. Um, I really just love and me and you. I mean, this is this is a podcast, but it's nothing you and I hadn't talked about over yeah. lunch before. You that's know, right. this is kind of the vein we both love to to kind of stay in that entrepreneurial you know creative space and the, the stuff like this is always really cool to yeah me. we're gonna have to do more of these and um man i just appreciate you i appreciate your vulnerability with taking on a new project that nobody's touched and yeah. taking the lashing the feedback all the things that come with that it's all drive buddy it's, right, it's all yeah. drive man and i know you're gonna get rewarded in the long run for your hard work and the well, school that. and the, the athletes everybody loves that you're you're doing this man and uh, you know I'm always in your corner. I know so, you are, man. Same appreciate here, you brother. being here, bud. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh-huh. Bye.